0: Kia ora koutou. welcome to Circuit Cast, a conversational moving image from Aotearoa and beyond, brought to you by circuit.org.nz. And in the podcast this week, we speak to Chevron Hassett of Ngāti Poro, Rongamai, Wahene, Atikanunu, and Pakiha descent. Chevron is this year part of Circuit's Circa's Order Festival of Artists Moving Image, which is responding to the theme of home uh, in the site of Newtown. Uh, and as part of that, Chevron's work, Modi Two, the first breath of light, is having its premiere uh, in the festival on Saturday, the 28th of September at a pop-up space quite suitable, next to the quite suitably named New World Supermarket on Rutherford Street. Kia ora to you, Chevron, in Sydney, I believe. Yes, hey, morina. Hey, I've been looking at this video this morning uh, that you're presenting uh, from the shore to the sun rising from East Cape. Uh, and uh, I then suddenly realized this is your Turanga Waiwai, right?
1: Yeah, this is my, um, the East Cape is my tribal land where my family descends from. And uh, being in their place, just besides an artwork, is always special for me. It's a good place to recharge as a person, you know. And um, standing there is always a privilege. So, yeah, this is my Turanga Waiwai, the East Cape. So, this That's is it. Right, a...
0: And this is interesting, this, I mean, it reminds me, of course, of uh, Barry Barclay and uh, notion of from the shore and asserting that. So often, this kind of view of Cook, because I understand this is a, the first landing place of Cook or first sighting place
1: of Cook, yes? Uh, not, not this specific space, but that region is. But that, that place for um, Māori is where, I guess, in mythology, if you want to call it, is where Māori came through when you fished up the island on that angle. So, why did, why did you choose to make this work? Um, so this work, this, there's a whole body of work and this, this specific artwork in the series. When I, I finished university, I wanted to do a research project on myself and on my tribe. And I grew up in the city. So um, my granddad migrated down in the 60s and that. That's my name. Um, and growing up, I was always around it. But it kind of seemed like a mythical place going back home. And you'd only go back for Tangi, really, for me, or just to do some tribal things. So, as a man, I wanted to be able to, I guess, have the ability to stand on my own two feet and understand my culture more from from within, not just from far away. So, yeah, for me, for me, I decided to do that whole that whole journey, do the whole process, and really understand it for artwork too, but also for as a person to um, fulfill and ground myself. And that, that specific location um, was calling me, you know. I, the ocean always calls me, and so for me to represent that was um, vital. And also, like to also show the narrative of like my people in a modern sense as well. To show that this is like kind of like the birthplace of our people—not not just Maori, but everyone today. This is where everyone arrives here when they first came, and to kind of con- just contrast it with our modern living as well.
0: The um, the viewpoint though from the shore is is quite distinct from what we are often familiar with. Uh, in terms of moving image and cinema which is often from the boat it's a it's a colonial perspective on the
1: land I guess I'm always looking I, I feel like I'm always looking out naturally out of out of New Zealand but yeah. also like in that place it's directed back towards Hawaii and um, so it's looking back to also ancient places from where Maori migration came from so there's there's a, there's a on the east coast a lot of the whare a lot of the marae face back out to the ocean to keep that connection Yeah. You can, yeah, and you can feel it drawn to you, you know. It has this, I guess, a lot of Modi and mana. And I, I remember seeing a work of yours,
0: uh, a photograph similarly called The Waters Towards Hawaiki. Uh, it's part of the Children yeah. of
1: Maui exhibition. Yeah, yeah. So that, that one is um, outside of my uh, ancestral marae, my tribal marae of the main ancestors for me is Hinerupe. So she, she's like about 17 generations ago on my, my line but her, her, the Faritipuna is still there of her, and it faces outwards to that ocean. And it's just, it's, I don't know, it's something I can't describe in words. I want to try my best to capture that experience through the camera and create like a bridge into that world. But it's just something really powerful just as a person for me to be experiencing those um, environments, you know. Yeah. It feels like you're going back in time. Yeah.
0: And I, what, what I hear from you is the the sense of using the camera to connect Back, fuck a Papa, to a very contemporary experience for people now. Like, uh, uh, it seems to me your work is
1: quite community based. Um, yeah, the, the more I get older, the more I start to you know kind of become more aware of myself and understanding my practice that is a the big theme. It's never was done on purpose. I think it's just naturally and naturally done through, I guess, my personality. But um, the one I did a lecture at Massey and I was thinking about my practice, and it came out. of thought about this part, so. There's, a, I guess, a concept on well-being, Maori well-being. A lot of people know about Te the four walls. All right. And I, yeah, and I think, and it's, so there's, it talks about the, the spirit, the head, like the, your mind, your body, and your whanau as a relationship. And i started to notice that all my work has all those elements into it, that, you know, i got to make sure if it's in my mind, it's my concept. You know, my concept and the ideas yes. have to be sound. The physical work has to be done really well, and I go through that process. Um, For me, it's a spiritual thing, making work. So my spirit is always... It's a hard process for my spirit. It takes a lot out of me. And then the finer relationship. I'm always building a relationship with community, with my work, naturally. And those all have to be stable and equal. And I've started to notice that as I get older. It's a natural progression. It was not anything conscious. But when I step back and look at it, I realise there's a huge sense of community within my work. Which is amazing because it's hard. Like, I'm dealing with real people's lives, so... It's, it's nice to know that people are open and receptive to me to sharing a moment of time with them, you know. This is interesting in
0: relation to this theme that Circuit's got um, around home because the, the, the complication, of course, of, of, of that is when you're not sort of, you know, artist alone, uh, there's a collaborative nature or there's a sense of whether your work is accepted by community uh, in res- response. So you feel like the, you're, you're in a conversation with, with people, with the, with the work, that requires them to accept the work, or are you sometimes
1: challenging people's conceptions? Both, both. both. Um, there's always a challenge. Whenever you make artwork, I think it's a challenge in itself, no matter who you are. But yeah, there's definitely challenge in the conversation, and there's both. You know, I have been challenged a lot in my in, in my short period. <laughs> from especially like if you're doing stuff in Māori and you're putting out here into mainstream culture, you do get challenged a lot. But um, uh, for me, this one is to challenge some of the narratives that people think maybe that they, the existence of home is. Um, before this even theme of this this uh, festival was, this was the idea of the work, that people you know, people walk through New Zealand a lot, maybe second and third generation people, and they don't have a really consciousness of the whole history of, of the country, and that's fine. But I would like my best that someone who is you know, of Maori descent hopefully allow that narrative of us out here a bit more and show the diversity too that not they're not just one narrative to Maori people. There's a variety of people and migration here and different cultures. And so there was a lot about this work to show the uniqueness of my tribe. But they actually, their narrative is a lot different from someone else's narrative. And instead of just blanket, um, which is not just on the mainstream, a blanket kind of notion of one people trying to show the diversity within the people themselves as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, th- this moving image work is called Maori Two. Maybe you yeah. could unpack why why you've 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 made that statement. I guess of, about is it standing for your spirit or how does that how does that translate for you?
1: So so that sunrise is the first sunrise, well in the world until Kiribati changed their timeline. Like <laughs> they changed their, they changed their timeline like seven seven years ago. I care about. <laughs> Yeah, they tried because they used to be the last country. Now they jumped the timeline. But, um, so they, originally that was the first um, sunrise. So it's the first light in the world. And it rises onto Hikirani, which is down mountain. But you know, you hear a lot of the narratives of Maui, and he, fl- wow. um, he slowed down the sun. Yeah. And so um, in the East Coast, Maui is um, regarded not so much as a god, but as an ancestor. And he was um, regarded for us the person who migrated us here.
0: Oh, I see. So that's the title uh, of Children of Maui from your, 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 yeah. sh- your earlier show. Yeah.
1: So a lot of people back in the days used to call themselves Māori people instead of Māori, and there's some still do. A lot of old people still do that. Oh. And um, there's the differences, and so there's a lot of differences in, um, I guess, narrative, especially on the East Cape region, they, they descend from them. When you look at the um, the name ma and ui, Māori, ma means to be enlightened, and ui is to question. And so he pulled down the sun, and in the culture of the sun is representative of of enlightening you so this was me like me alighting myself of my culture when it arises but it's also the first place to um, spread life over the over New Zealand and the world before Kitabadi stole it but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it was is that's the first place so and then um, metaphorically or symbolically attached to mythology or, or history that's also the first place that we Maori migrated to for us our people and it's also where the first Europeans came in you come in through east cape that's how you get here from the pacific so right yeah all those things into one
0: and this does that that video work is it part of a bigger series for you are you showing it elsewhere
1: yeah so the series of work has been picked up by the daos so it'll be showing up at the end of the year um so the children of mawis is a series of photographs uh video work and a sculpture work so I started moving into sculptural structures mm-hmm. um so i made a or a, a heart post, a concept, it's conceptually a heart post, and it's, and it's um, based on um, some of these narratives. And in the work you'll see stuff like um, uh, my, my Mountain, which is the first name mountain in New Zealand, it's the first one, for our story, this is our narrative. It's hikorangi um, hikorangi yeah. Hekirangi you see that throughout Polynesia, the, the name, um, and then next door to it is Aorangi, and so you see a lot of those, ne- those, those mountains come up in Polynesia when they migrate to a place. So they have it in Rarotonga and they have it in Tahiti and they have it in the South Island too. So you can see this migration pattern of the names. But hikirangi means that as like, like fishing out of the sky kind of thing, you know. Mm. So in, the, in mythology, that's where Maui's Waka landed for us, not the South Island. So you landed oh. to hikirangi and crashed. And so it's a really sacred mountain for us I'm
0: interested you were talking about the fact that you're in sculpture and here you are with moving image. Um, people may know your work from photography I'm interested yeah. in uh, this movement of media for you um, and trying to reflect your full journey is, is, is it about using whatever I mean what why use what why do you use the media that you do
1: um, cool so I, um, originally I grew up just being, being a normal. Kind kid who starts off drawing and painting but um, sculptural form for me um, was able to give a presence like when I did the Courtney place life boxes though the images the size and scale and physicality of it gave it a presence and you're able to be kind of um, is it engulfed in an environment right and so it's able to kind of hold an environment and I feel like for me conceptually if you make a physical work it can kind of be the kind of the anchor for for other works um, I love video work. I'm really intrigued by video work. Like I never did that growing up at university. Mm. And I'm actually working on video works now. I like the idea of video works because you can um, kind of, you, you know, photo gives you a little window into a moment of time. But the video kind of gives access to other things with a person or, or a place where you can see a little bit more and kind of dig a little bit deeper into whatever the narrative or concept or idea is, you know. And, and I really feel like whatever I'm doing, if it's a, the photographic or moving image style, it's, I feel like I'm trying my best to create a bridge into into a, a life. And when you can have video, you're able to have life moving and feeling and you're able to have come more of a human connection with, with a person or um, a sense of feeling in a place when it moves and it's not mm. static and kind of get in, entrenched into whatever's happening. And I, I'm really... In, I don't know. It's just like a, a big calling to keep working on it. I'm still learning a lot. Like I'm still just
0: young. Well, it's exciting times. Exciting times. You sound really, really busy because you've not only got the Dow show coming up, I know there's a residency spot with Toy Pornicky in Wellington and an exhibition. Yeah. And I'm speaking to you in Sydney, uh, where I understand yeah. you've got a whole other suite of work around the relationship uh, of Māori to, to Australia or to Sydney, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So
1: I'm currently in um, Sydney. I've uh, been here for almost a week and I'm going to be having a show next week at First Draft Gallery, which is in Wollamaloo. It's an artist-run space, but it's the longest artist-running space in Australasia. So it's quite a um, good entry-level emerging space for me to be coming into Australia. I'm really um, excited. Everyone's really receptive here and I've had a good response so far from being here. And I'm excited to see how myself as an artist and coming from New Zealand can fit in another cultural context. Um, and yeah got the Dallas, got the residency show and from my residency show I'm, I keep going too much I'm doing a big uh, video work in a public installation so I'm doing a, hopefully if um, the wellington councils keen hopefully the Hutt council's keen to support it too but I'm doing a big um, series of works on buses wow um, maybe about six buses at the moment hopefully um, wow. and a video um, installation back home and in like in the gallery so. Uh, it's a big year for me. That's it's that's really ex- that's a it's really
0: exciting. And the work that you're showing over in Sydney there at First Draft Chevron is that work that you've created in New Zealand and you brought over, or is there some response that you're doing there ahead of the show while you're in Sydney?
1: It's all ahead of the show. It's all with, um, here. So I've been making it every day since I've been here. Oh wow! It's been a packed week, and it's been a, still going to be another packed week. Um, there's a sculpture element to it too that I've made back home that's getting made over here, and then I'm going to finish it off while I'm here because just time wise so I designed a big sculpture back home working on it scale designs wise and um, I get it fabricated here and then I'm going to assemble it and um, finish it off but the, I'm making a video work this is going to be my first um, video work trip like, it's kind of like a, a dip this trip that's not depending on, on the, <laughs> two or three it, two or three screens depending on what's finished but um, yeah I've been kind of engaged in uh, Maori life here or Maori migrants or Maori who are born here and looking at um, aspects of culture and cultural change maybe um, uh, intermarriage or uh, people mixing with other cultures here or, or people that are connecting back home trying to have a connection back home if, they, if they're born in Australia and kind of seeing how culture shifts through different place and you might have heard from my, my first bit talking about the children of Maui there's this big connection to home and like same with this narrative there's this huge connection especially in New Zealand no matter yes. what ethnicity you are it's back to home and especially within Maori culture, the idea of attachment to land is paramount. And so, Maori living in another country, in another in another cultural context, out of their own home, it's interesting to see how they make home. And um, you know, we're a very young culture compared to the rest of the world. So seeing these sort of shifts in moment in time, it's really, it's really exciting, and a, it's kind of a privilege to see this migrate these Maori. Migration patterns happening in real time. Well, it's quite a strong Māori
0: community in Sydney, as I understand. I mean, it's quite reasonably large here, but we don't really, in a way, talk about it. And I certainly, yeah. I can't think of any art projects in Sydney that I've heard of that deal
1: with this. Yeah, this is this is me. Like, so I've, I've been thinking about this project for about three, or four years. Um, and growing up, most of my family live here. My on my Māori side, live in they grew up in Sydney. Oh, or whoa, right. My, my age group of cousins, and my cousins, I'm at my auntie's house right now, so there's this big, growing up, uh, there was this, always this thing where my cousin would come, my cousin will come back from from Sydney to come, be back with their culture and stay our grandparents, and then also growing up and where I grew up, it was a big culture to leave fishing for Maori men or Polynesian men, just in general, everyone, but especially if us, to move there for work, and most of my people I grew up with school moved here for work, so I really wanted the story to be that there is more Maori living in Sydney than in Wellington. <laughs> really? And, uh, yes, yes, yes. I didn't know that stat. <laughs> well, and, and, and New South Wales in the state. So, so during the so there's, there's a big narrative like Maori have been here for over 200 years. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things you can go into history with, and I've been uh, kind of touching based on this through meeting with historians here, people that have done their PhD on on this narrative on these stories, and also people living living these stories but also um, it's, it's amazing like during the, the 60s during the urban migration period of Mali into the city like Auckland was number one and Sydney was the second place so you, you see this big spike like in like five years or five to ten years there was like 800 Māori living in Sydney or right. something like that to 30,000 so it was like this big spike which is huge in those times and so a lot of these people I'm talking to have been here for 30 years 35 years they have kids that are first and second generation and many people that have literally just grown up here and they've never been grown up back home. So, And it's something that's not really widely discussed in a, a mainstream kind of discussion. It's very really normal. It's a bit of a niche part of our culture, but it's very normal in our culture. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, I wonder, like, I'm an outsider here. This is the first time I'm doing a multi project where I'm an outsider. Hmm. Um, and so I'm very sensitive that I'm actually, these people are receptive and they want their, their voices to be heard and... Mm. Uh, learning how to manage that and maintain that relationship is, is um, a big thing but it's also it's a big learning curve and I just have to stay humble every time because people yeah. are letting me into their lives What's the process that you're following every day to create this work? Um, so I'm not, so so, what I do if I'm doing a portrait of a person because of the time I'm short it's not exactly the same as I do it at home but um, I do like a, a meeting process first and try to get to know them before I do any work so I might take them out for lunch, meet them, learn about their life a little bit and come back on a later date and, and put them in a place that represents them. So I ask them what's the connection to they have here, a place of home that they have here. Um, so, for example, um, I met one woman. She was uh, the first Maori policewoman here. Oh, wow. And, and she's, she did a PhD on the, the narrative. And she came here when she was four in the 70s and she migrated on a boat and so She's she's just interesting, but she took me to a Maori there's a Maori Uripa here. Ah. there's a, there's a Maori cemetery site with her family's buried. She, yeah. you know she felt connected to be with her family there, so that's one. Some people in their church, some people. Um, like last night, I was out in Mount Druitt, which is out west, and um, I went to a reo class and Waiata class. Uh-huh. and there, and there was uh, it was packed. It was like forty fifty people. Um, and I've talked to every time I'm talking to people, they're like, oh, I'm doing Kapaka, I'm doing do. And all the, all the classes are booked out. There's waiting lists. So um, also to understand, like, that there's a want for their culture back home is pretty cool. But being making sure that it's done right, right the, um, putting their voice out there. Um, there's a lot of just... Some people, I've met them a few times. A lot of them, I was FaceTiming them back here in New Zealand before yes. I met them. So people reached out to me. And, like, as soon as I got here... The, door, the doors just keep opening. And so one person knows I'm here, yada, 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 and the extends.
0: Yeah. Hey, well, kia ora. Um, thank you for FaceTiming us today, Chevron. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. Hey, well, I hope the weather's good back home. Oh, it is. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So thank you for joining us here on Circuit Cast. Uh, brought to you with the help of Creative New Zealand. Kia ora, Chevron.
1: Kia ora. <laughs>